Hello there, all you sipping saints. I just want to let you know that um, before you listen to this episode, uh, there's we had some technical difficulties. It sounds a little grainy. There's something wrong with our mic. So uh, enjoy this spooky episode. Uh, sorry that it's late, but you know what? Here it is. You're going to enjoy it. Just get past the grainy sounds in the background. Uh, we had a lot to say about demons and stories that we have casting out demons or experiencing demons and whatnot. So enjoy the episode. <sighs> hey there, welcome to the Sippin' Saints podcast. This is our spooky episode because Halloween is coming up. Yep, you, you may hear my uh, very spooky creaky chair <laughs> well in the background today yeah we're you know this yeah and you saw me here me or heard our introduction was a little bit different on this one than the last because you know what we love the spooky season yeah we love every parts of it this is also our asmr episode so uh asthma lean back and relax lean back and relax what does asmr mean yeah. i don't know it's i'm not up to date it's it's like an e-girl crinkling paper on YouTube, and then he falls asleep. Something like that. Oh. So you're saying people are going to fall asleep to this episode? Oh, no. Not when they hear what the heck we're talking about. What are we talking about, Well, Joe? since it's our spooky episode, we're talking about all things demons, witches, uh, angels, maybe. Things yeah. of the spirit. Um, but some demonology. And honestly, I haven't fully studied demonology um, to a full extent, but I've had experiences with the demonic and casting out of demons and things of the sort, as of you have. Yep. As, yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's going to be pretty spicy in the booth, let me tell you. <laughs> it, it will be spicy. You know what? You know what's crazy, though, is like, so, a little bit of background in my life. Growing up, demons and stuff, it was always like this, everything was a demon. Everything. Everything. If it was uh, in the world, it was a demon. Charmander, demon. Right. Mario, Everything about demon. Pokemon was demon. The Rugrats, demonic demon. show. <laughs> Even though it's about, you know, they're Jews. Right. Like, like they have the Old Testament. They have Moses stories. Right. And so... On Nickelodeon. Everything was, like, almost demonic. And, like, that was just church, church culture. Like, and, like, if anything happened that was wrong, you had a flat tire. It was like, oh, the devil's at work today. Yeah. You know? Pantera, demons. Right. But there's some things that were, like... Spongebob, demons. <laughs> there were some things that were, like... I don't know if we have to pay the rights for these <laughs> saying these names. No. There's, like, four people listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, we actually get an average, like, 20-something, 20 27. What? The faithful 27. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So... Y'all pretty, pretty chill? So, Drew, were you allowed to watch, like, Harry Potter growing up? Okay, so here's the thing, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you. Basically, my whole life, my good old mama, Teresa, if you know her, you love her. Wonderful lady. If you've, if, if you've heard about her, you love her. Um, she would, growing up, she would always tell me the, the boiling frog metaphor, which is, you know, I've you know how that. to boil a frog, son? You, you, you put it in the pot with some water, and then you slowly turn up the heat. And then, obviously, she didn't sound like this. <laughs> but uh, you slowly turn up the heat, and then the frog won't jump out of the water because it won't catch the temperature difference. 
Right. It'll just morph to it and then just die. And then it die, and then you got some boiled frog, which I guess was a delicacy in the 90s, along with Dreamcast. Yeah, Shout out to my ever, 90s kids. Have you ever eaten frog legs? I have. Me I lived too. in China as a missionary, and we, we I mean, went to a buffet, and we made them. Did you have it like the like the French way eat frog legs or no? You just slather it in butter. Just drop them on the griddle. Well, in China, um, they would basically have like, uh, like like a little grill thing, and then you just go to these fridges. You paid them like twenty kwai, which is like yeah, I remember that three bucks. Yeah, you know. When I went to China, there was like the fridges and yeah. like the hot pot. Uh huh. The fridges and the hot pot get, thing. A lot of places would like get your own food. Yeah, it's just like, okay, here you go. We're going to play the same three Michael Jackson songs uh, over and over. It was great. I love China. I can't wait till all this politics crap is over so I can just go back. That was fun. I want to take my fiance there. So frog's legs. Why are, why are we talking about frog's legs? <laughs> oh, because of my stupid metaphor. Yeah. So anyways, my mom would always say that to me growing up. And it always, like, always, you know, it stuck with me. But the thing is, my mom... She, she loved me so much. Every time when I was two years old, you know, every time we went to Walmart, she had to buy me a new Transformer or a new like Power Rangers thing. Um, so she did let me consume a lot of you know content. Yeah. Back in the day, however, the one thing that she didn't let me watch when I was a country boy with three channels on my television set in like 1994 and. Uh, and, like, when they didn't have programming on, you'd see the Curtis Lumber commercial just flashing up. And it was a local local place. Yeah. Free real estate nowadays. Like, holy crap. That, that would cost so much money to just have... Anyways, sidetrack. Uh, she wouldn't let me watch Xena Warrior Princess. And honestly... I love Xena Warrior And Princess honestly, Rome. like, I'm kind of frustrated about it. <laughs> because you won't watch like, it now. No, looking at my track record, like, <laughs> I would totally love Xena Warrior Princess. Right. <laughs> She was, like, keeping me away from my destiny. <laughs> but, like, that's probably why she told me the frog story. Because it was always like, okay, Drew, Pokemon, okay, do it. Okay, magic card. <laughs> that okay. was the boiling point was Xena Warrior Princess. Yes. And then when I was 13, I started doing Screamo. And in the basement, my mom was like, Drew, you know this is demonic. <laughs> I was like, no, Mom, look at me. I can smile while I scream. <laughs> so I would go, yeah. And, and I would smile at her like I was a nice little Christian boy. <laughs> and that was demon a, smile a too. fun couple of years. Um, God. But it's really funny how it all worked out, man. Cause like, Dude, I heard similar analogy to that. Um, it was like the one with like, yo, the youth pastor would be like, yo, I'm going to make these brownies, but I'm only going to put a little dog bit of crap poop. in yeah. it. Yeah. We're going to take this little dog poop and put it in there and uh, he goes, do you still want it? It's not much. It's not much. It's, it's like, like 5%. It's like, so. it was so stupid because <laughs> it was like... And it made sense when you were 15 years old. Oh, yeah, it totally makes sense. I and still it, watch Super Bad. Right. <laughs> and it was like, it was like the, uh, the whole idea was like, well, if you let a little bit in, it's going to like ruin your whole life. Ruins the whole thing. Um, ruins the whole batch of brownies. And there was, I think, it wasn't so much my parents doing it, but I think it was just a culture um, where it was like, hey, you can't, you can't watch this, you can't do this, you can't 
uh, watch Harry Potter, or you can't. And honestly, there was things that anything that had like to do with wizards, witches, and it wasn't written by C.S. Lewis or J.R. Tolkien. It was off the table completely. Yeah. And in reality, is like for me, it was Harry Potter was. I got introduced to Harry Potter in sixth grade when I met my friend AJ, and I had to go behind my parents' back to watch it because I thought they were going to condemn me. But then they found out, and my mom was like, oh, let's watch it. And then she watched it, and she fell in love with it. And to the point where we went to the opening night of um, the opening night of it. Yeah. Uh, of the last one. You know, it, I do remember going and seeing Harry Potter with my parents, and it was a cool time. Right, but there's still people out there with Harry Potter. Harry Potter is demonic. And Harry Potter bad. And blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, I think biblically people people will, what's the word? Dualism. Yes. There's a dualism that people create. And there is evil witches out there. There is evil uh, wizard. I don't know. There, there's people that are using the forces of the spirit realm. There are people that are working that are not of God in the spirit. They're not working with the spirit of God. Right. And whatever their intentions are, it is not as described as But there is not a... Um, if they're working in that way... See, so dualism is basically everything on earth is carnal and bad. And everything of God is... Spiritual good. and spiritual, good and holy. Interesting thing about that sentiment is one, um, Gnosticism and occultism are like really close together. Like, like their history like impacts each other a lot, especially in modern day stuff. Yeah. Second thing is, um, I've been studying a lot of mythology and occultism recently um, because I'm a fancy writer for my books and everything. Um, and also just because I want to know what I'm talking about when I'm meeting with people who are involved in those things. Um, in Hinduism, like there's a lot of sentiment where um, forsaking the eternal for the temporal is like the most egregious sin, and um, and that like vein of thought is at least from what I have read. Um, really core to their beliefs, such that like the the material is so worthless that when Arjun um, is with Krishna in um, you know the Mahabharata, um, he he he's fighting in this war between these two families, and he doesn't want to kill these people who are essentially his cousins um, because. He feels it would be wrong, but Krishna tells him that it's his it's his eternal duty, his dharma, to do so, and that when he kills them, when they die, they're just going to be reborn anyways. And this is me paraphrasing so much, and I'm so sorry. Um, but Krishna tells him that he should go forth into battle and win the day and uh, slay those who are against him. Because um, the the blood and the sin of the blood wouldn't be on his hand. It's it's uh, it's a non it's a non bow. It don't matter because it's material. 
right. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Um, so yeah, interesting. Sorry. What were we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about uh, dualism. And yes. We talked about that a little dualism. Bit. We've talked about it. <laughs> so, not so. Here's here's the thing with dualism. Like, and dualism is a big part of why the church, Gnosticism, has created so much crap of like, hey, alcohol is of the devil and this is of God. This is of the devil and this is of God. You know, to the point where, like, back in the day, there's churches that are like, you can't use an electric guitar because it has horns. It's in the shape of a horn. has horns on it, you mm -hmm. know? Like, yep. And it was like everything was of the devil. It you was, can't use drums because they use drums to summon demons. Exactly. In, and it and it's com complete bullshit. Like, sorry yeah. for my language, but it's like, it is, it's garbage because it's, it's saying that God can't redeem anything. And it's all honestly saying that God didn't do anything on the cross. Like, Jesus didn't do anything on the cross because he didn't, he redeemed us, killed sin, raised from the dead, we're all free, and, and it, with the garbage part of it is, like, we give too much credit to demons and the devil and devils and stuff like that yeah and we don't even acknowledge christ working in our lives like it's we, like we're believing the assumptions of every horror film that has a catholic priest in it yeah exactly and it's like like and don't get me started on i mean i guess we can because this is our spooky episode i got them started y'all so i i when it comes to horror films i remember so here's here's a story i was on a haunted hayride once yeah and I've gotten to the point where, like, jump scares scare you because it's just a shock, right? Your reptile brain but is engaged. Demonic stuff, things that are, like, of the spirit, they don't scare me, but I'm like, I'm not going to let that enter my life or affect my life. So I'm on this haunted hayride with my friend, and we're, we're on it, and all of a sudden, like, we get into this barn, and on both sides of us, there is this girl mimicking an extra, like, like having a demon in her sure and then there's a priest who is like being like the power of christ compels you mm, like saying it over and over yeah and they're like shaking and stuff mm. and i'm like this is, oh, this is garbage i'm like i'm on this ride I'm like this isn't scary it's complete garbage and all of a sudden the girl like flies up and the priest goes flying back and my friend my friend would go and he goes he's, he's also a christian he was like dude i i just hate that this stuff because i feel like like it just causes like people to uh, feel like you know like I think it helps open up doors to the demonic in people and blah, blah blah I'm like I said dude like this is complete fiction and I said I said it because I was like I like when this stuff doesn't affect me or make me fear because if somebody if somebody is demon possessed that demon I have the ability the person wants to release a demon from them I had the ability through Christ to cast that demon out. Yeah. Completely. And the fact that these movies and these haunted hayrides show the priest struggling so much, it totally diminishes the sovereignty of God. Mm -hmm. And another thing is that it sort of speaks to the level to which American culture has been steeped in um, the Western values of cynicism. Um, like, we don't understand the actual gravity of the authority that we have in Christ. Right. We've never flexed those muscles before. If we have, it's been a handful of times. And in a way, media has caused, uh, what's the word, uh, desensitizing to yeah. it. 
mm-hmm. to it. Like, and it's like, you know, you hear Christians today saying like, you don't see healing and stuff as you did in the biblical times. Mm-hmm. You don't see many people being demon possessed. But I'm like, dude, I see people demon possessed all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Like, and what does that look like? It's not just somebody that's just like head turning around, barfing and foaming at the mouth. Demon possession. Yeah, like, it could be. It can be that. It can be somebody that's like completely going ape shit, and there, or mm-hmm. it could be somebody that's just being uh, affected spiritually and manipulated spiritually, in yeah. a way where they can look who could be completely normal, but they're being affected in a, like some sort of weird spirit. It's not necessarily a demon, but it could be like a seductive spirit or a um, yes. maverick spirit mm-hmm. where they're just disobey authority and stuff, and they're under the influence. They're under the influence of, of the something. Invisible power. But not of Christ. Mm-hmm. A so. lack of self-control. Right. That's one of the biggest things that like is a red flag in my mind. Yeah. When people can't control their actions or their words. Um. Yep. <laughs> so. That's great. Have you ever cast a demon or seen somebody demon possessed? And <clears throat> hmm. I've seen. Um, outbursts of oppression before mm-hmm. where there was a girl in non-denominational ch- non-denominational church that I grew up in sort of have a freak out moment on a I believe it was a Wednesday night um, gathering at the church and she just started essentially having an epileptic episode throwing her hands around and everything and was that at school? Um, no this is before it was before our college days and um they brought her up to the priest and everything, but I don't know how physiological and, like, mental that was as opposed to um, being, like, a true, you know, thing. And there is that line of understanding that it's a both-and thing. It's not just, like, every person who suffers with mental health is demonically possessed. Right. Which some people believe. And I think that's really unhealthy. Um, when And the... the the other end of the spectrum is obviously the hyper-Western cynicism that we're talking about. Right. Um, but I have come across um, demons sort of revealing themselves to me before. Yeah. And it's an interesting time. Yeah. I feel like... So somebody prophesied over me once, Denny Kramer, and he... It was right after we graduated Elam. He goes to me, he goes, you are going to be able to see because God is now opening your eyes even more and in the next five to five to ten years your eyes are going to be opened more and have more of a clarity of spirit realm and discerning of spirits. Mm. Um, I've definitely seen that in you work and, itself out. And just like even like interacting with certain people, you know, like I'll call it like there's somebody that, like, I'll interact with. I'm like, something is completely off with them. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'll call somebody who knows them, who's known them for a while, and be like, hey, can you tell me about this person? And, like, they'll they'll have a view of them that's, like, not as, like, positive. Or they'll have a view of them that's, like, pretty positive, but, like, there's still something off about that person. Or I discern certain... Like, there was a point where I was just like... Like, I'll tell you what. There's somebody who was a leader, and I was just like, something just feels so off. And, that, and then there was a part of me that was like, no, nah, that's just probably my 
conservative my, my conservative upbringing sure. that's making me feel that. Okay. But in reality, come like ten months later, it was like they had a fall, like a huge falling out or mm -hmm. something, and and I could just sense that stuff, and it's hard to like speak up about it. In reality, is I have to just pray into it because I could be wrong, but mm -hmm. it's also like I'm all, I am seeing the influence of other spirits and other people sometimes, but also. It comes in, I'm very aware of the spirit and demons and whatever around me, personally. Mm -hmm. You know, I've been telling the guys, like, recently, to be vulnerable, like, at night, it's been, there's something that's, like, just been trying to get to me in, in my dreams, and I'll wake up and I feel this presence in my room that's just waiting on me, and it's just like, and it's like, I've been having to sleep with the light on in, the, in some way, and it's like, I'm the last person that's afraid of the dark. Yeah. But... And I've been praying, and just, you know, there's some, there comes a point where it's like, yeah, I can pray and cast out a demon, but there is, when I, when you have such a high calling on your life, sometimes there's an attack, in a way. Absolutely. Know? And not saying that, like... And I, I, would, I would also say that high callings are more common than people would... Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, there is the reality of the discerning of spirits and others and that's a, it's a spiritual thing like either they're or you can like even identify like hey this person is having some mental health issues and I think there is like you said a both end thing I think even mental I think when it comes to mental health there's a imbalance a chemical imbalance in the brain but it could originally also be caused by a spiritual thing as well I think calling back to this nugget of Hebrew sort of philosophy, theology of a natural theology. Mm -hmm. They have this conception in logic where, one, uh, God is the first thing. So in all of their presuppositions and their thought processes, it begins with God. Right. And um, I don't think it's necessarily reflected in sort of the language of modern Hebrew, but um, the invisible predates the physical right so in their view all of the physical stems from what is in the invisible right so it being a both and thing is not just like a composite problem it's also not a cop out it's not a cop it's more integrated right than one might think um but still if you're you know if you <laughs> if you have struggles with mental issues then you should definitely Make sure that you have some accountability and hydrate and exercise. Boom! Got him! <laughs> so I've encountered... Um, I've encountered, I know for a fact, two demon-possessed people in my life. One in Brazil and one in New York City. Tell us about New York. Unless you want to talk about Brazil. Well, no. the Brazil was this lady on the street. No, no. Uh, it wasn't the demon-possessed, but the lady knew I was strong in the spirit. This is a cool story. So, I'm in uh, L.A. 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 And we're walking down this beach area. It was, you know, one of the beaches out there. Mm. And there's this lady doing tarot reading and, um, and just doing palm readings and stuff like that. So, I'm with my dad and my brother and another friend. And we're walking down, and we're just standing there. And all of a sudden, she starts freaking out. She, she, she's yelling at us. She goes, 
get out of here. She starts yelling. She goes, like, you know, we're filled with the Holy Ghost. Boom. We're all filled with the Spirit. Mm. And we're standing there, and she's like, get out of here. You're blocking my, my, you're, she's like, what does she say? You're blocking my, my, um, what's the word? My reading or my, my sense. There's a lot of words. Yeah, it was something like that, but she was, we're blocking something in the Spirit. And just our presence there was, and like, so she was legit. Yeah. Like, she was legit working with the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. She was working with a counterfeit that wasn't of God, obviously. And she was working with tarot cards and palm readings and stuff. So I guarantee she was seeing in part for real and what people were... Because I think, what what you know, like, when you're working in the spirit realm, there's like a gate. It's like a sheep gate. This is how Christ talks about it. There's only one way in. Anything else that enters that is is a counterfeit. Hold on, let's let's actually go with the gate stuff. So yeah, the picture is is that there's a shepherd who has a gate, a wooden fence with a door around it. Yeah, and the only guy who enters and leaves is the shepherd who only goes through the gate because he wants to protect the sheep. Right. So then, if any other creature or person comes um, around the gate because they can't get through the lock, assumedly. Then they are um, there to harm. Is, right is how the the, the right. Metaphor. So it's all in the same realm, but it's not the shepherd. It's not yes of Christ, not Holy Spirit. And so and this sp- lady was using like what would be like wolves in mm-hmm. the description of the gate and the sheep and the shepherd. Yes, she was using the spirit the spirit realm to see into people, and there is a truth. There's it's in it's very in part to the truth like when we see in the prophetic it is still in part but it this is like out completely i don't know it, she is working she was working with the spirit realm because obviously she was sensitive enough to know the power that we were holding being holy spirit mm-hmm. jesus in us um but the one in new york city i was on a missions trip this is really quick with our students and i'm sitting there i and love this story so if you're drinking coffee and you're not actually listening right now, this is the part where you should listen because this is really cool. Anyways, tell them. So we're sitting there with our students, and usually I'm very sensitive to this stuff, but there's this one girl that was on our trip, and I've been telling her, I'm like, you need to like really hone into hearing the voice of God because you are so sensitive to things of the Spirit. Like her and her friends, she's, she's a student. She's like 15 years old, and she at this point she was 14 probably when we went. And she was like, uh, she she goes see some scary movies with her, with her friends, and then like it really affects her. And when like the most little like things affect somebody spiritually, or you get nightmares and stuff, you know there's a sensitivity to the spirit. So, anyways, we're sitting there, and all the students are ordering food at this vendor on the street, and I'm I'm sitting there eating a hot dog, and all of a sudden she goes, she like nudges me, she's sitting next to me, and, and I'm like, what? And she goes. That guy is scaring people. And, and like, she was seeing something that I wasn't. I, like, looked down, and he's just walking. And and I'm like, he he's just walking, right? Yeah. And so he, he's walking down, and she goes, he's, like, people are scared of him. And I was not seeing that at what all. What did he look like in the physical? In the physical, he had, he, he looked like garbage, in a way. Like, he had all these, like, his clothes were tattered. Um, he was wearing all brown, from what I remember. He was he was he was heavy set, um, gray hair, and his eyes were a little like 
crazy. But he, I mean, like, 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 the way he looked at me, it was like, not crazy, like, they were, like, cross-eyed, like, crazy sure. guys in Mr. Deeds. He was like, they were very dark. Yeah. So, um, he was definitely influenced demonically. He comes up, he stops right in front of this girl and I, and he looks at me, and he goes, he goes, I declare thoughts of suicide, nightmares at night, and more thoughts of suicide that you will kill yourself. Crazy. And then he walks away. So over. And I'm sitting next to her, and she's like shaking. I'm like, well, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And that was it. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm not a suicidal person at all. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and, but he was speaking death over me. Literally. Yeah. And like, so like, again, like, people that are possessed, they seek out people who are, like, like, they come against it. Like, in the moment, I didn't want to, like, jump up and be like, power of Christ compels you, and, you yeah. know, and stuff like that, because I was like, I need to protect the students I'm yes. with and stuff, in a way. Because, I, yeah, I didn't know how dangerous this guy really was. If I was by myself with the boys, it would have been a different story, you know? <laughs> so, but, yeah, so it's like, there is a sensitivity on both sides where you notice. Both, both sides notice. When somebody is filled with some sort of spirit. Yeah. Either Holy Spirit or other kind of demons. Um, and to speak to the, even just that rhetoric of both sides, I want to talk to my Christians right now. It's not um, just black and white. It's never really a binary. You know? Very great. Like, um, like even the binary idea of the spiritual beings that exist are angels and demons as a, a white, bright thing and a dark black thing or red is just completely uh it, it simplifies everything and it's not even biblical like the terminology for angel and demon is 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 really just one small word attributed to specific entities as opposed to generalized terms as we've come to know them today right um but also and we'll get into that a little bit later but the point i want to make right now is that more than likely you're going to find people in your life who do not know Jesus and have not tasted the goodness of God, who have been hurt by uh, the institution of the church. And, and those people are going to turn to other things to try and fill their soul. And sometimes they go and fill them with other religions or occult things. Yeah. Um, and, and when we go to talk to those people, we can't talk to them as if they are demons. Um, we need to not, like, rebuke them. And in, in Josiah's story here with the fortune teller lady, she was angry because their light was disrupting her work. Um, you don't win people over by, by having showdowns like that. And it's not that he was doing that um, to try to spark something up. Um, but if you're trying to win the heart of somebody who has set their heart against God like that, you need to just show them the goodness and the love. You know, yep. It's it's not a my spirit versus your spirit dynamic. It's a, hey man, I think you're really cool. I'm sorry about all this shit that the church has done. And I agree with you on almost all of those accounts. Um, but let's talk. I care about you. And letting 
the fruits of the spirit in your spirit come to pass and make that work come about. Yeah. I would never condemn anyone for the spiritual practice that they do. Even if, like, you know, they're channeling Satan himself. If that figure actually exists as we think he does. Yeah. So anyway, I saw this demon once while I was driving a car. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did you want to talk about anything else before I segue? <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, we can talk about sleep paralysis. We can talk about anything, honestly, when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, so... We both experienced that to some degree, right? I've never experienced sleep paralysis. There's one time where I was, like, seven, and I thought I saw E.T. Uh, <laughs> behind my door. I was like, holy crap, it's E.T. <laughs> my mom didn't even let me see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I was also, like, either the day of or prior, I saw one of those tabloid magazines about aliens coming down and abducting <laughs> people. So, you know, as you do. But, yeah, um, I have a friend of mine, and they are trying. They are, they are suffering and waiting for a healing. Louder. You want me to talk louder? Yeah. I will talk louder. Uh, so, yeah. My friend of mine is trying to get a healing. And we've been through a lot of different crazy stuff in the spirit happen. Like, I called him at the right moment. And it changed the course of their life. Um, and we've been praying for their healing for a while. And um, I've seen miraculous healing happen in, in the lives of people I know. And as a person being raised in the Western church, it is hard to sometimes have the belief that God is, A, uh, close enough to be able to perform the miracle that you're asking, and B, um, that it, it all really will work. And, like, that's a real thing. Um, anyways. We've seen other miracles happen in the course of this sort of battle, in the shows of spiritual manifestations in both ways, right? Mm -hmm. We've had um, really great, really profound synchronicities happen, like when I called them the first time, when they had, um, you know, different dreams, and they've been fasting and all this stuff. And anyways, I was going over to their house to hang out with them, and we were going to pray about stuff. And um, it was an intentional meeting that we wanted to have for a while. I was driving on the road, listening to probably Protest the Hero, I think, actually. Um, and I saw this uh, demon manifest itself in my imagination. It would not leave. It was like I was daydreaming, but the presence, um, I couldn't alter what was there, and I could not... It wouldn't leave my head. It was very interesting. It's like almost like a, a Cheshire cat inside of uh, Alice in Wonderland, except it doesn't leave. Um, anyways, so what I saw was this gigantic lion face, and it was um, it had the colors of red, black, and gold, and it had these gigantic eyes, and it wasn't angry at me, but in its mane it had all of these different smaller evil faces 
um, sort of twirling around it, dancing around it, almost like the mane of the lion was a sun. And then it sort of zoomed out in this picture where it looked like um, the dancing figure of Shiva, the god of death, right? So it had all these arms and these weapons. And and it's de- in its demeanor, it was speaking to me without words. And it was sort of saying, um, look at me. Look at how awesome I am. Worship me. This prideful spirit, right? Um, and I thought that it was weird for a moment. And then I realized that I was having this demonic experience. And... I wasn't um, afraid or anything. I was still rocking out. Like, protest the hero riffs. They were so great that summer. Let me tell you. Woo! Uh, get that album, regardless of your political affiliation. Uh, it's really great. Wow. America. Um, but anyways, I I knew what was happening. And when I came to my senses, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't going to give in to its desire to want me to worship it. Um, and... I stood my ground and I knew that I had authority in Christ and I knew my identity in that moment. And I said, be gone. That was the only word I spoke. And as soon as it came, the presence left. So then what I didn't say at youth group (laughs) was that, um, I went to my friend's house. We prayed, we called my mom. And if you know her, you love her. We've talked about that already. She prayed. She gave us this great book called Destroying Fear by this guy named Ramirez. And uh, it's a pretty cool book. And we were praying prayers out of that book and casting things off and everything. It was a great time. Um, my friend didn't get healed in that juncture, but we're still fighting. The weird thing is that after all of this event took place, about a day later, I get a notification on my phone from YouTube. And thing is, I work from home, so I watch a hell of a lot of YouTube all the time. And I write my fantasy mythology RPG book, so I'm studying a lot of mythology and world religions and stuff. And there's this one channel, it's like CU and history, mythology, or whatever. And it was going through a series of the Book of Solomon. Hmm. Um, or it's called the Testament of Solomon, I'm not sure which. But it had... It's the Testament. Yeah. <clears throat> and in, in the Testament of Solomon, it's about how he got power over these demons through the wisdom that he gained from God and he caused them to build the second temple of Solomon um, themselves. And it's sort of this... Um, I, I don't know how like Kabbalistic it is or whatever. I, I haven't delved into it that deeply because I, I want to make sure that I know the origins of it before I do so. But I've been... Um, it's really cool just for entertainment value because it has a lot to say about hebrew demonology at least in the more classical age um anyways i saw the video thumbnail for this video and it had this lion on it this blue lion with these red or yellow eyes i'm not sure and um and and the word wrath without the w is written on there i thought it was weird i i watched it the night of and in the story, um, Solomon has all these demons come up to him. And then how each episode goes is Solomon tries to figure out its name and discern its name. Because its name is also, um, it sort of tells about its function and its alignment or whatever. And then by learning its name, 
is where like true name magic comes from in fantasy and i believe it's also a gnostic thing um you have power over it this is why adam it was a it was a very uh what's the word superstition yes superstition yes this is why adam names all of the animals because he has dominion over creation and the beasts of the land he gives them their names he knows them he has power over them this is why we have domesticated animals in hebrew mythology and genesis um so anyways after that happens uh solomon basically says i rebuke you in the name of god go do the thing and then they build the temple and in this episode there's this lion um no there's like this this young boy who's like a beggar and he keeps getting sicker and sicker throughout the year and then uh solomon thinks it's weird so he has his servants come bring the boy to him or whatever and then this demon comes out of him and it's this big lion and um and before solomon asks it its name it tells him his name he says my my name is wrath um i am a demon that inflicts and makes more severe the wounds of the saints of god and i am powerful and i have a hierarchy of demons underneath me to do my work which in a functional spiritual sense is one-to-one with the entity that i saw because i saw this lion-faced prideful being um that was taunting me to revel in its power and it had all of these little faces inside of the echelons of its mane and all of this really hit me like a ton of bricks and i didn't know what to do with it because it was so stark and spot on um and you know to the the western hyper cynical side of oneself one could construe it as simply a daydream um but then again the context of all of this being that i'm trying to help break this stronghold that's over my friend's life so that they can have the healing that jesus wants to give them yeah and we're fighting in that battle and the function of this demon in the story the demon of wrath is to make the wounds of the saints more severe hmm. so that was definitely the most overt demonic experience i've had in the more recent years of my life the jewish belief and when we read it so the testament of solomon you won't find in the bible it's no i believe just so it's yeah. clear it's it's gnostic gospel that's what they call it oh you're looking it up no oh okay no yeah, or apocrypha. It's apocryphal. It's apocryphal. It, in in uh, the Hebrew canon, it's not enough the gospel. It's apocryphal. Yeah, in the Hebrew canon, from what I understand, the wisdoms are wider. So, like the Christian canon is very defined because of the Gnosticism that they were fighting against. Right. But there wasn't a sort of reactionary movement that the Hebrews were fighting against, other than the other actual religions of right. you know Babylon, Egypt. And if you actually like read the the Septuagint, there's actually more stories in that that Jesus would have had originally, even, and that is one of them, I believe, in the Septuagint, maybe. Can't wait. If think, Jesus thinks the other thing so, is so, so well, I'm relating your what you're talking about to the story where 
uh, Jesus cast the demons, the legion, out of the guy. Yeah, the thing is, is when Jesus casts out demons in the Gospels, he follows basically that same um, formula of uh, who are you, get out of here. He follows it, but also the demon calls out the name of Jesus. Yes, in Legion's case. In Legion's case. He calls out uh, the name of Jesus. Son uh, of God. Yeah, Jesus, Son of God, whatever. What have you to do with me? Right. And in the knowledge of this understanding, this this uh, superstition that he's calling out Jesus' name gives him authority over Jesus. And Jesus is just like, come out. Boom. And then, then, well, no, Jesus is like, come out of him, demon. He calls the demon out. He doesn't even acknowledge the person. So there, he's calling, there's two separate beings here. There's the human. Um, it's like a symbiote. Yep. There's a human. And then there's the, then there's the demon. Mm-hmm. He calls out the demon. And, and the demon is now talking. And the demon's like, hey, you're Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And Jesus goes, what's your name? And he goes, Legion, for we are many. He, Which is kind of a cop-out answer. It's a cop-out answer because there's multiple demons they don't in want to him. Give their they don't names. want to give their names because they don't want to give Jesus power over them. Even though he completely does. And this is an example to show us that us acting as Christ followers are able to do some damage with the demonic. Mm-hmm. Like to cast demons out and like and whatnot. But then you have the story of the sons of Sceva. Tell him, tell him, tell him. Where they also try to apply the same thing, but... So, here's the thing. What... Can you open it up? I think it's in Acts 14. Acts 14, baby. And just just read it real quick, Drew. Read sure. it for us as you get there. But the Sons of Skeev is a whole... Like, people will bring this up and... and because it's a whole different thing. It's a... Uh, am I right? Hold on, Basically, you got this guy, Skiba, and he has these seven sons. I'm going to fight it, damn it. He has these seven sons, and these seven sons try to cast out a demon. And basically, Skiva was like a, sh- for lack of better understanding or words, he was like a shaman of the Jewish culture in that town. Right? Would you say? Yeah, he was like a shaman. Is that the right word? Shaman? Uh, no. Teacher? Rabbi. Yeah. Basically, so like, yeah. I'm right. Hold on. Well, he was like he was like a he was like that. Shamans are mediators between the spirit realm and humans. And right. That's what he was, though. Okay. Yeah. That's basically what he was. Google. Um, Give me the sons of Skiva. <laughs> Acts nineteen. Okay. Nineteen. Sorry, guys. Nine and four. I swear do you look up. very similar. <laughs> for the record, if you put if you put a little hoop over the top of the four, depending on how you write your fours. They do look similar. Um, yeah. All right. You want me to read it? Read? Yeah, at least the part where they're like, yeah, we don't know you. Okay. Now, God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Mm. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves. Can we pause there? Pause. So... What Paul is doing there, um, it's crazy because if you guys know anything about New Age, there's a lot of like, oh, there's this this cloth or this crystal or this thing that helps bring magical healing, magical knowledge, which would be a counterfeit to what was Paul was doing here with with it, right? 
and a lot of people are like, you know, can can take it. So a lot of things that were originally used in the gospel have been tainted, and yes, and became a counterfeit, like crystals and stuff like that. Much of so, the occult community, they don't understand why Christians demonize their practices because they say that Christians practice magic just as much, right? And we don't know it, but it's a counterfeit. Well, we're working with different spirits. Right. I would say using the term counterfeit would be offensive to those people that we're trying to have a conversation with. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. In my person. In, in the conversation, yeah. I, when I say counterfeit in the sense of counterfeit to God, it's not of God. Ontologically. So, right. But, yeah. But not in the... It is like, spirit. if I was talking to a friend of mine who is involved in the occult, I wouldn't say, hey, you're working with counterfeit spirits. Right, right. Right, smart, smart. Okay, continue reading. Um, yeah. Yes, so. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exorcise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, who did so as well. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know. And Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt upon them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them, so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. And then everybody knew about it. Um, crazy to think that, because if they were the sons of Sceva, they were decked out in like the Jewish garb and everything. Right. That's like at least three layers, my dude. They got messed Phylacteries. up. Seven, seven versus one man possessed by a demon. Yeah. For real. So, a couple things that just popped in my head here. Um, it's, it's saying that people are going out trying to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. What it, can, can you find where Jesus, where Jesus told the disciples to cast out demons? Does he say, do it in my name? Hold on. This is uh, Satan falling like lightning. Wait, what? It's like the same time. He sends out the 70s. Like, so, here's a couple things I'm thinking of. If we have Christ in us, the hope of glory. If we have Christ in us, we... The demons should know our name. Mm. Right? The fact that they were like, we know Jesus, we know Paul, who are you? That just, for me, it's like, man, I want the demons to know who I am. I want to be so, like, have Christ so in my heart and, like, living the life for him that... When, I want that as a byproduct. Right. When when the demons, can I come face to face with a demon, I, they know who I am. But a lot of times... Okay, I'm going to use a Harry Potter analogy. We haven't gotten into it yet, so I mean, by all means. So, Harry Potter, when you are a young wizard, you have to do all these spells, like Expecto Patronum, right? Basic stuff. Basic stuff. So Almost rites of initiation. No, it's not even basic stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's it's like, the thing that people don't know, they don't explain this in, this in the movies that you would have to know in the books, is that young wizards have to say the spell, Expecto Patronum. When you're older wizard, or more seasoned, I guess, more mature, you don't have to. You can just go, boom. 
Yeah, you flick the wrist. You just flick the wrist, and it's like it's a, it's almost like an extension of you. Yeah. I think in the same the will is doing the same thing. In the same way, as we mature in faith, the name of Jesus is powerful. I, I'm not saying that at all, right? I'm not saying that it's not powerful and stuff. Like obviously, you do things in Jesus' name. By the blood of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus or whatever. We abide in Him. Yeah, but he said like. I don't know where it says do, like where does it say do these in my name? It, it says it somewhere. Hold up. But maybe sometimes it's like, hey, come out. Like when when uh, Peter says, "Silver and gold I have not, but stand up and walk, or open your eyes, or whatever he says." Like he doesn't say in Jesus' name. All right, all right. We're getting to the bottom of this. Get to the bottom of this, boys and girls. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? Yes, absolutely. Say it again. So I'm saying I don't know if we necessarily need, because of Christ in us, and we are one with Christ, as Paul says in Romans and Galatians and Ephesians. We are one with Christ. We don't need to necessarily say, come out in the name of Jesus. We can just say, come out, because the power is flowing through us, and it's it's part of us. Well, in my experience with that wrath demon, right? I did not say, be gone in Jesus' name. Right. I said, be gone in the authority of yeah. Jesus. And, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, he's, my he's God, given us I'm a badass Christian, no. bro. No, he's given us that authority. Yes. Um, and I think it is, like, the whole thing with, um, you know, Peter's shadow, and then mm-hmm. even Paul's handkerchiefs, right? Right. It's an overflow of your relationship with God. Absolutely. And it's not how much... It's Holy Spirit really working throughout you. Inside. It is, but it's 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 your... It's, a, it's the fruit of your abiding in Him. Right. Even with that lady. And it's not that you that won't have... Yeah, it's not that you won't have the power of Christ... If let's say you know you, you jerked off a couple of times or something, um, <laughs> you didn't fast enough. <laughs> yeah, you weren't like you know, you gossiped a bunch, um, <laughs> but like stole out of your mom's purse. <laughs> yeah, for real. Or you, you cussed at church, like I do a lot more than I, I probably should. Dude, um, oh, quick story. Yeah. I was in my room and a de- I came face to face with this demon, and I literally was like, "Get the f- out of here!" Like I said it. Mm. Like, I'm like, you don't belong here. Boom. And boom, it was gone. <laughs> like a like, squirrel. It was gone, yeah. It's like, they're, they're scared. They try they try to come against you. Yeah. Out of fear. Mm-hmm. But perfect love casts out fear. Yes. And that is why, again, the human-to-human relationship should be based off of that truth. Absolutely. When you're, when you're reaching out to people who are involved in stuff like that. Absolutely. You don't need a spiritual showdown. It'll probably happen without you trying. Yeah. Like, you don't need to seek that out. Um, yeah. Yeah, because Jesus loves those people. Like, like I miss my friend from high school who doesn't email me anymore. And, um, and I know that Jesus loves him so much and wants his heart so much. Um... Wow, so demons. We still have so much more to talk about. We need to talk about it. maybe next time, right? Yeah, I think we could definitely hit this again. And this is a very relaxed one. Um, 
for us, I think. Just we're just talking and having fun here. I think we have fun every time, but it was just it was pretty relaxed and fun. Yeah, I had fun with my my, my spooky seat. Spooky <laughs> my creaky creaky chair. So yeah, so hey, if you're listening and you gotten this far and you didn't get tired of our babbling, uh follow us on the grams. Yep. And at sippin saints sippin dot saints if there's a dot in there there's a dot sippin yeah. dot saints and uh tell us what you want to hear like yes. we're up we're open to anything um we we, we had a couple people write in say they want to hear about arminianism versus calvinism uh a couple other stuff like that drew wants to talk about dragons at some point i'm not gonna have Do any it. regulation of that i just want to i'm not gonna know anything about that besides how to train them mm. personally mm. but um I mean, I could talk about dragons in a, with or without biblical context for, like, millennia. Right. Anyways. So, just write us. We want to hear what you want to hear about. And uh, I think we have a couple more weeks in November. And then we're ending, like, right before Christmas. Taking a break. And then we'll start season two in January. So... Yeah, y'all thought we were getting through that cow in the first run? Nah. Nah. There's always more meat to be had, my friends. Amen, brother. America. So, we hope you enjoyed this little bit of a barbecue here. It's a little saucy. Yeah. A little saucy, a little, a little messy. Spicy. Need a little wet nap for, uh... <laughs> so, hey, till next... Wow, I dropped my phone. Hey, till next time, uh... I hope you survive the American election. Vote uh, Kanye 2020. We love you, no matter who you vote for. Um, you know? Eat your veggies. Eat your veggies, stay hydrated. Uh, Jesus loves you whole freaking lot cheers oh oh yeah oh yeah oh oh yeah oh yeah <laughs>